Welcome, you are listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We, we Like. My name's Cam. <laughs> My name's Tim. <laughs> and we're living in Armageddon and for some reason still doing a podcast about other news. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um it's 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 a good thing to just avoid the apocalypse. Not ha- not physically, it's gonna get ya, but yeah. just mentally. <laughs> yeah. You can't run, but you can listen to this strange podcast to see yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go, though. Yeah. What an odd way to go, but I admire your dedication if this is your last moment and you chose to include Timmy and I in your brain. Probably should have had some more hobbies, eh? <laughs> <laughs> At least choose the music that we make. Like, honestly, our talking voices. You weirdo. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Yeah, good man. I um, played some Red Dead Redemption today. That was peaceful. The first one or the second one? The second one. Yeah, yeah. I've never played it. it looks, it looks. I've, I've, I played like the first one a couple of times, but never played the second one. Oh, the second one's really good, man. Um, the I, I reckon it's on par. I'm still only one percent of the way through the game. I spent like twenty minutes carrying around a buffalo skin that I had just peeled off the buffalo, <laughs> not knowing where to drop it. Like, obviously, the mission is to put it somewhere or give it to some guy, but just instead, I'm walking around real slowly, but thinking, oh, the weather's really great. Like, the, it's such a beautiful game that you just get <laughs> lost in the actual world of it. How many hours do you reckon you've been playing it for? Uh, I reckon still probably less than what you'd assume. I'd say all up, I've probably played it for mm, 15 hours and I'm around 1% of the way (laughs) through the game. (laughs) (laughs) So what's, what's 15 times a hundred? A thousand. A thousand. Fifteen. Fifteen hundred, I think. So to complete the game, the pace that you're doing, you're going to have to play it for 1,500 hours. <laughs> well, now's the time. Yeah, now's the time to do it, dude. That's for damn sure. <laughs> How are you going, um, bro? Yeah, good, good. I, uh, I, I, worked, I worked today uh, delivering, delivering timber um, mm. and like, don't really want to be at work. would rather be on lockdown, but um, uh, our prime minister is a ScoMo. Mm. So, what do you do? Yeah, what man. Do you do? I know we um, we made the promise at the beginning of even launching this to not talk politically as much as possible. We broke we break that all the time. But yeah. I, I I kind of feel like every time he's in a press conference, the person he wants to please the most is the last person that asks him a question. So if a journalist like is oh can we can we go out? And he's like yeah okay yeah I don't want you getting bored. And then another journalist is like shouldn't we stay home? And he's like yeah. Good point. Like he kind of like goes with whatever the most recent idea that comes his way is. You know, he went and did empathy training. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> really terrifying, bro. Like oh. we should we should have a leader who actually has empathy, doesn't need a coach to, to teach him how to fake it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know there was like I think it's good that there's such a thing, but like not you shouldn't be you shouldn't be him needing that at this point. <laughs> no. It should be instilled. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> but then I, I came home today, and then I um, I sunk some beers, mm. and I uh, I uh, watched this. So there's so our cat is blind. Oh, no, it's not blind. It's deaf. Yeah, it's it's definitely not blind. It's deaf. Mm-hmm. And um, so we don't. So we so we keep it inside. We don't let it outside mm. because it'll just get run over by a car or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So we keep it inside, and there's a neighbourhood cat that comes up to the back door. And just sits at the back door, looking looking at our cat Ellie, and 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 uh, she she the other cat just sits there and looks real gentle, real nice, kind yeah. of gives a little cute meow. And our cat is like that psycho serial killer prisoner that's like been <laughs> separated by itself for like twenty years, and just starts smashing at the windows, like trying to like trying to break through the windows to kill it. It's fucked oh, up, man. Wow. And does if the- our cat. Sorry, does the gen- does the gentle cat react and run away, or how does it take it? <laughs> it just sits there, <laughs> <laughs> like it knows. It's just like well, I understand how windows work. You're not going through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
Um, so, Cam, uh, today we got a video sent in, and it's a video I want to play you. Okay. Um, so, it's uh, sent in by a former guest of the show. Mm, a former guest. Uh, a former guest. Okay, so this welcome is, back. This, this, this is a video in from Sniff from Pissed Idiots. Oh, good. And um, he wrote us a song to uh, to really capture the moments of the world right now and um, to to uh, have something for us to play on the Stallion podcast. So would you like to hear it? A hundred percent. Sniff, you lovely man. All right, here we go. Thanks, mate. Beautiful little apocalypse song, wasn't it? It was. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, could you hear that all right? I could I could hear that it was happening, but I think I'd have to listen again to pick out (laughs) I knew I knew there was a song playing. I I couldn't couldn't pick out the lyrics. Well, hopefully the audio comes through for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. So just in case anyone's just joining us for the first time, it's not that I am in the same state as Timmy's cat. It's actually because Timmy and I are on a phone call recording this episode remotely from our own houses. So I was trying to listen to that down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I should have done? And this, this is all learning curves. Mm. Um, I should have sent the video and we should have just pressed play at the same time. <laughs> I reckon that would have got more. We can give it a whirl. Chuck it in. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it again. We'll play it at the end. We'll do it. We'll do it at the very end. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um. Cool. All right. Well, how does this show work, Timmy? Well, if you're listening to the show for the first time, what this show really is focused on, what the show's really about, is finding the best obscure news stories around the world, which is why this show is called News We Like. And we're about to get into that right now. You ready, Cam? I'm ready. All right. So our first headline for today is long forgotten secret passageway discovered in a wall at UK Parliament. Ooh. Within the wood panelling of a hallway in the British House of Commons, there was a small brass keyhole. Members of Parliament and staff walked past a tiny hole each day. The rare person who knows the hole took it for an electrical cabinet. Enter a team of historians planning the much-needed restoration of the Palace of Westminster, which is home to the House of Commons and the House of Lords, the oldest part of this estate. The team was at the historic, poring over some 10,000 documents relating to the palace when they found something interesting, plans for a doorway in the closet behind Westminster Hall. So they jumped in there, Cam, and yeah. they were able to find this hidden fucking walk hallway that went that went all the way, all, like straight through the the middle of um, of British Parliament. This story has a vibe of like the Famous Five or Secret Seven. You know those kind. Did you used to read? Yeah, did you used to read those when you were younger? Yeah, man. Was it was it the was it like Hardy Boys and stuff as well? Ah, oh, Hardy Boys. That was the one where I thought, oh, I'm a grown up now because I went from like <laughs> f- Famous Five is the one I found out about first in Secret Seven, and then Hardy Boys. I was like, yep, cool. I'm basically Bruce Willis. <laughs> you know what was I? What I was really into? I was really into Animorphs. Did you still 
reader watch animorphs all i did with those was go to the warehouse which is like kmart but a bit more budget and grab the books and do the flipping to watch the people transform i never read it does it have that same mysterious vibe as hardy boys yeah, except their, their whole thing... Yeah, it does. So they sort of have like a detective element to the show. Okay. But it's, it's like... So it's like these kids who can... Um, when they touch an animal, they get its DNA. Mm. And then they can morph into that animal. Yeah. And uh, while this is going on, there's like an alien race that has these worms that crawl into people's ears. Ugh. And when, when they crawl into your ear, they can then control you. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then there's this one character. This is this is my favorite part of the show. There was this one character, Tobias, mm. and 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 he. Um, so part of the rule is if you're in an animal for too long, you can't change back. Okay. And in like the very first couple of episodes, he transfers tra- um, transforms into an eagle or a hawk. Yeah. And then he stays as an eagle, but then. But then he can like talk to the others, and he ends up like falling in love with like one of the one of the girls, and she falls in love with him, but she falls in love with a bird, <laughs> and she is still a girl. Yeah, she's a person. <laughs> she's a human. <laughs> like, come on! Look, yes. if, if I liked someone and they turned into a in, in, into a bird, I'd be like, look, I'm, we can't date anymore. <laughs> this is a friendship now. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent a friendship. I still like you. Yeah, I wish the best for you. I'll feed you. <laughs> but we're not yeah. mating. We are not mating. <laughs> we are not mating. Eh? <laughs> if, um, you, if you if you were dating a um, if you were dating someone right, and they transformed into an animal, mm. and and then they were like, "Oh, I I want to I, I want to watch you masturbate." Um, <laughs> I just want to be in the room watch you masturbate. Is it a hard no, or would it matter what animal it is? <laughs> I, I I didn't even my answer wasn't even a definite no yet. <laughs> I I feel like if I was still in at the peak of it being a good relationship and the change was really dramatic and we were trying to work through it and she suggested oh yeah no touching just <laughs> just I'll 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 perch at the end of the bed I'd probably. <laughs> I'd probably be like, as long as yeah, no touching seems okay to me. <laughs> but I would not. I would not watch that eagle do it. I don't do eagles. I don't know. But oh no, I'm not returning the favor. Like I'll do it for her. No. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, what do you think that the corridor, the secret corridor, was used for? Um, I don't know. It was quite a long article, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And it might have the answers in there, but um, I don't know. That's okay. I'm not sure. It it made me think... Sorry, what were you going to say? What would you use it for? Like, if you had a secret corridor at your workplace, because I guess that's what those... That's the politicians' work. What do you think they were sneakily up to? Like, if you had... Hawkers. Say again? Hawkers. Stalkers. Uh, Sorry. I said hawkers. I meant to say... um, uh, sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a tunnel for sex workers. I, I would, I would say so. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. That's that, that's that's what they got up to back then, right? In like the sixteen hundreds. Yeah, so I guess that just saves the sex workers for, from having to jump onto a chariot or whatever the other <laughs> mo- <laughs> mode of transport to get into Parliament is. And then, yeah, I like it. Do your deed. Did you have any? Did you have any places, Cam, when you were where, where you were growing up that were like haunted, like old, like that, that that might have had like secret passages or someone, or or maybe there was like r- rumors that a that a ghost lived there or someone died there or something. Oh man, my grandma's house was riddled. Well, not riddled with passages and compartments. It had like two secret compartments between, like within the walls, but they were set up enough that you could hang out inside there. And me and my cousins would hang out in these little rooms at my grandma's house. So she had two levels to her house. The top level, everything was fairly normal, apart from a lounge that you weren't allowed in, which apparently everyone's grandma had a lounge like that. But then in the basement, there was a carport that had a pool table. And near that pool table, there was a bedroom. And you could go from the pool table room into the bedroom via a secret passage. And because it, because it was all so creepy... 
we used to creep each other out and tell each other scary made-up stories. And there was a photo, or not a photo, a painting of a woman that would hang when you were coming back up the stairs. So you'd play pool. It would always descend into the scariness. So we would go down there. The, <laughs> the three of us would play some pool. And then we'd be like, should we go into the, the secret space? We'd go into the secret space, kind of talk about scary things. And then we'd like freak each other out and be like, don't look at her because her eyes will follow you. And then the journey from the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs past this painting of a woman was always the most terrible thing. And we'd be sprinting up the stairs to get away from her. So yeah, this, and I think the secret passage was kind of like what tipped us onto that scary path every time, but we were, we were addicts. That's probably where I started to get hooked on horror movies, that feeling of fear. Yeah. It's, um, like you, you just lock yourself in like weird dark places when you're younger, and just see how long you can stay in there for. Eh? Yeah, man. I remember once I went to go into um, so my it was it was at my grandma's house as well, and she had like a um in her in 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 the bathroom was like a like quite a large laundry hamper, but okay. it was like up to the belly button. Yeah, but it but it went quite deep. Yeah, and I go like make a little cubby in there and one time one time <laughs> one time I, I opened up the door and um my grandma was going to get into the bath and it was the first time that I'd seen an an elderly lady naked and it was quite confronting. Oh man, it would have been. It really would have been. How did you how did you and her deal with that? I ran and we never spoke about it again. <laughs> We had a really good relationship, though. I was her favourite, even after that. Yeah, man. Oh, you must have been golden if that didn't even affect anything. She used to tell the other kids in like in front of them, that like you, the other grandkids, that you were the number number favorite. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kiwis in gas masks are roaming the streets, playing the intro from the Purge. Kiwis have joined in on an online trend to broadcast a sound from a cult movie and TV series heading onto the streets because of the lockdown that's happened in New Zealand. So the sound features in the Purge horror movies, and it's a bunch of films and TV show. And every time, basically the premise of this movie is that in the United States, for 12 hours, there's no law. So you can either choose to go out on the streets and murder people and steal things, or you can choose to lock down your house. But people in New Zealand right now are taking Bluetooth speakers and strolling the streets. I'm going to play you this noise, Timmy, and tell me what you think, if you would enjoy hearing this outside your window. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. like how like is is it like a lot of people doing it? Uh, well, it's it's a global thing, so it's like you know people that um, I don't know gamers who are kind of like oh th- let's do this thing. So there there's a community of them. I'm a gamer, so I'm not making fun of it too hard. But yeah, they're they're just doing it as something to pass the time, I guess. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's. Is it all over New Zealand or just in or just in certain cities or towns? Um, let's have a look. So the Facebook group that they all banded together on is called Everybody Play the Purge Alarm at Midnight. Um, and then they've had some reactions who didn't know about the group saying, uh, is, it some, is it some kind of lockdown alarm? Like people thought it was a legit thing that, like the New Zealand government just started to crank in the streets. Uh, but no, it doesn't say which cities. It just, oh no, here we go. It's mostly Auckland that people are reporting this sound. One of the guys that's made a video of himself walking the streets playing the alarm is wearing a gas mask and a Chewbacca onesie. And in the- <laughs> <laughs> People are losing their fucking minds, eh? <laughs> I wonder, like... Uh- because they're they're breaking lockdown, right, by doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're probably not coming in contact with anyone, but mm. it's, it's still probably not the best thing to do. Yeah. Did I tell you... I mean... 
Sorry. Uh, did I tell you that my neighbor gave me a fright? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me. Tell me about it. So I'm fully, well, not fully, but self-isolating as much as possible, going out like once or twice a day, either to go to the supermarket or to go for like a 40-minute walk. And I went outside, I think yes, the day before yesterday, to check my letterbox. And I was just, my letterbox has a key. So I was like fumbling with the key. And yes, I was on edge because of what, everything that's going on. And the neighbor from across the street approached me and was like, boo. <laughs> and I got a fright. Like my the keys all started jumbling and getting tangled in my hand. I was like, whoa. And I turned around. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And then he just like looked at his feet and didn't answer. And then the girl that he lives with came out and I was like, hi, how are you? And she's like, hey. And then he like turned around and followed her like without saying anything. <laughs> how old is he? I'd say like 22. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that, that it went down how he thought it was going to go down? Or? I, I don't think he had thought that maybe, I think he had imagined that after he said boo, I would get a fright and then the moment would be over and he'd be back in his house or something. Because as soon as... Because <laughs> as soon as it finished, as soon as I was like, oh, and then I was like, hey, how's it going? You could see he was like, there's not supposed to be a conversation here. <laughs> did, his, did the girl that he lives with see it as well? She looked like she was rolling her eyes like, sorry, type thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am... Um... I kind of I like look I I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you can you relate more to the the fright giver or the recipient in that situation? Oh, definitely the fright giver. I I love scaring people, man. Yeah. I uh, I and and look, I I don't mind copping a, a good a good scare myself. <laughs> yeah. But but I definitely scare more people than people actually get me scared for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought sure. that might I be used- why you liked it. I could imagine you being the fright giver as well. <laughs> yeah, I get a real rush from that. I um I I pretty much all my housemates that I used to live with, I've scared them. And um, Kate and I, my last housemate. We used to scare each other quite a bit. Yeah. But before that, I lived with um, our, our friend Claudia. Mm. And um, I used to scare her all the time. And her, um, her, her, her boyfriend at the time, our good mate Dean, mm. he, um, he came up to me one day. He's like, oh, dude, you um, you got to stop scaring her. <laughs> oh, you crossed, you crossed the line. <laughs> I think it just became like she was real on edge all the time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, would you, what's your approach to giving a fright? Is it the same noise or you mix it up? Um, I, oh, I definitely mix it up, but it's definitely always the sit and wait. I do like the sit and wait. Like you just go, oh yeah, they're going to come through here at some point and just sit there sometimes for ages. And no, <laughs> and not even the noise, like they just see you and that's the fright. Um, that's what I've sort of moved to now yep. is, what, is what I do because I kind of feel like you can't really get in trouble for that. Oh, you're like, oh, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was just, just sitting, hey Dean, I was just sitting there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you, you were, feel do you feel that you're a, a scary or a scarer? Uh, I would say I'm more of a scary. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've had phases where I've liked to give frights, and in those phases, I'd say I don't go for boo. I go for like. A deeper voice. I think the thing that I like to make the person I'm giving a fright in those uh, infrequent occasions is that, uh, that there's a stranger, there's some kind of invader, and so always <laughs> that their life is at risk. <laughs> yeah, that's how you have that's how you have some real fun with it. <laughs> All right, Cam, TikTok influencer test positive for coronavirus after licking a toilet seat. Oh. Um, so, uh, there's. Have you heard of the this dumb thing that people are doing online called the coronavirus challenge? No, I haven't. So it's where TikTok people. And so that's what I call it. TikTok people mm-hmm. and uh, and and um, other people online are going around and licking public things like handrails and tables and all sorts of things. And um, this one dude licked a. Uh, licked a a public toilet like the basin of it and then um ended up getting coronavirus oh that makes me feel lightheaded 
And then, dude, then there was another influencer. Um, oh, this chick's name too cracks me up. Her name is Island Tate. Island Tate. Yeah, but Island like the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's weird when you name people like names of countries. <laughs> Imagine if you met someone and they were like, Australia. What's your name? <laughs> Australia. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, Fiji. <laughs> There's only like 52 names to choose from. Are there only 52 countries? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but I assume. <laughs> Isn't there like 100, 100 countries? Yeah, but that's still not enough names. Yeah, it's definitely not enough names, though. Yeah. Unless you started anyway. going new. So new Fiji, new America. <laughs> you just go to capital cities after that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and... and um, and this doctor came out and he was like, he was like, if you keep doing that, you're going to get coronavirus. And they, and they got coronavirus. So that chick, <laughs> she, she was like, I'm not going to uh, self-isolate because this is a joke. And then she hung out outside and then she got coronavirus too. <laughs> it's, um, it's actually, look, it's, 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 a, it's two things. It's fucking dumb because they're going to kill somebody by passing it on to them. Yes. But when you take that aside, it's fucking... Awesome when you see like shit happen to dumb people because they're being arrogant and and fucking ignorant pieces of shit. Yeah, man. I know it sounds really brutal to say, but I think there are some people that when you hear that they've got it, like most of the time you're like, oh my god, terrifying, horrible. But sometimes, Tom Hanks. No, don't take Tom. Exactly. But then you hear Harvey Weinstein, and you go, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's like um it's like oh I'll, I'll never cheer for that football team unless mm. they're versing that team <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'll never cheer for coronavirus unless it's playing against Harvey Weinstein then fucking do it do it yeah bro um have you ever got all these challenges like taken away from the coronavirus all these challenges that have been on Instagram and, yeah. and stuff did you did you, have have you ever got into them did you ever do like a ice bucket challenge or a- <laughs> yeah yeah i got real into the ice bucket challenge i think i did two you did two separate ones yeah two separate ones i did, did you w- mix up how you did them yeah the first one i did in the shower and got ice poured on me and then hang on the next one mustn't have been an ice bucket challenge it's like was there one where you just drank was this out the back of your old house and you like fell off the roof or something yeah that's what i'm trying to remember because i think that has to be to do with the ice bucket challenge but when i think about the video of me falling off the roof there was no ice anywhere it was just me like yeah so whatever the challenge was i was standing on the garden shed roof and i jumped off it thinking i could just land on my feet from like a two and a half meter high thing and I, my shoelace got caught, so I like swung from my ankle, slammed into the ground, split open my hand, and scowled a bear, and then said like, "I neck nominate." Ah, <laughs> that's, what, that's it what it's that's what it's that's called. What it was yeah, neck nominate. Yeah. yeah. How did what charity was benefiting there? <laughs> <laughs> no one. In fact, we were fucking with our hospital units. That like yeah. through that challenge. Like, people, because people like the funny thing about that challenge and the ice bucket challenge as well. Actually, was people would like try to just step it up. Yes, where they where like people were tipping like wheelie bins full of ice cold water, and then they <laughs> were dropping the wheelie bins on top of people. <laughs> Exactly because of, because they don't think they're just like oh yeah just pour it down but like that's like a like two hundred liters of water <laughs> that's heavy <laughs> that's two hundred kilos yeah bro all that and, cha- just, and, and, and then they get their little sister and like yeah yeah hold, hold it above <laughs> me and, and, and pour it down douche what were you gonna say yeah bro all that challenge was. <clears throat> was something that made you go, oh, can I outdo my mate? And it just meant that every video escalated. It was like a snowball effect. So within three videos, someone's jumping off a roof and splitting their hand open. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese billionaire has decided not to take someone with him on his trip around the moon. (laughs) 
So Japanese fashion billionaire Yusaka Maezawa has pulled out of a documentary series where he was going to search for a girlfriend to take with him on his voyage around the moon in Elon Musk's SpaceX program. And he said he's sorry to cancel, but he has mixed feelings about participating. This month, the 44-year-old billionaire announced that he was seeking single females over 20, love that, 44 years old, yeah, uh, 20 up please, <laughs> to, <laughs> he wanted females over 20 to apply to be his girlfriend for a documentary which would be aired and streamed via Abima TV. And the whole concept for the show was that you get to be his girlfriend and you get put in a shuttle as it circles the moon. 28,000 28, girls applied. Now, this billionaire has said that he is remorseful about his decision to pull out of the series, and he's apologized to the applicants and to Abima TV staff, uh, but he is, he's, a, he's the founder and former CEO of an online fashion retailer, and last year he lost them a lot of money. So he's kind of going through a hard time, <laughs> as hard a time as a billionaire can go through. He's not getting to go to the moon, so poor is guy. He, so, so he's not going by himself? No, no, he's oh, okay. um he's kind of basically he was going to take a girl up into a shuttle and circle the moon for a reality TV series, but he was stuffing up at work and he lost his company a whole bunch of money. So now he's like, hey, sorry, thanks for applying, but I'm in trouble at work. So what he's done to try and make people still love him is he's pledged to give away $9 million to his Twitter followers. And he's saying, hey, this is like a social experiment where we get to see if paying these people boosts their happiness. I don't really buy it. I feel like he should do the he should do the show. I would watch that show. I feel like he's trying to distract people now and go, "Oh, I have, here's some of my money though." I feel I feel like he should be punished as well, but in the way that instead of going to the moon with 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 this person like you you got to chuck him in like a shitty van and 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 send them across the middle of Australia. I love love that. <laughs> yeah, man. I still feel he needs to go because he's let, let's be honest. Being on a sh- on a shuttle with someone in outer space, mm. and we've spoken about this on the podcast before, is fun for like three days. Yeah, three days. Like, how long does it take? Like, it's, is it is it like a, a three weeks or so to go to the moon and back? Is it yeah, like maybe a month. Yeah, I think it's got to be. Yeah, and so it's like, imagine you've just been on a dating show with someone, right? Yeah. And the, this is the first time that you're spending any significant time with them that isn't in front of cameras, in front of crew, anything like that. And you're literally <laughs> in a two by two meter cabin together for for for, for a month. Yeah. And you got you probably what need to like shit in front of each other and stuff. I'm guessing with a vacuum cleaner. Oh, dude, I don't know if I'm into that, eh? Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't, I, I think if, it's, okay, i got a question for you. Yeah. Imagine the most annoying person you've ever met in your life, the most annoying person you've ever met, <laughs> and and someone goes to you, hey, you can go, you can go meet Elon Musk and you can go to the moon, but you've <laughs> got to go with, but you've got to go with that cunt. What, what do, <laughs> do, do, do you go? Oh, man. It'll be firstly you don't have to name them, but describe describe that person that you were thinking of. So this person, I won't say their gender. This person um, is like half my height. <laughs> so annoying because they're short. No, half my height is nothing to do with how annoying they are. But um, always doing proving that they can do backflips. That probably narrows it down more than the gen- <laughs> more than the gender. <laughs> But like <laughs> comes up to social situations and will be like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah, uh, and then you're like about to say something like your own name and this person will be doing backflips. And you, and after you've experienced it once, then you're just kind of like watching this backflip person going from group to group. And you're kind of like, hey, I get it. But that's kind of like having a loud, fast car. Like you're obviously just going, oh, I'm so ashamed of my excuse for a personality that I've got to drown it out and I've got to show, I've got to have something loud to distract you from my actual character. That's what I Maybe, maybe you go into the moon with this person where they don't have the outlet to do backflips. Maybe you can come <gasps> back best friends. Imagine that. Whoa. Ima- yeah. Cause it would remove, we'd both be able to be doing them nonstop. And then I would see the real him. <laughs> yeah. I'd see the real him. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right, man. I should go up there with that with that <laughs> with that person. <laughs> well, on a second note, then can we chuck in a van across Australia with this person? Or no, 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 no. I know what he'll it's get up to. It's got to be to the moon. It's got to be. I'm only going with that person to the moon. <laughs> Stuck at home. Yes. Question mark? <laughs> yes. Question mark? If the toad <laughs> stuck at home? Uh, this award-winning chef is teaching free cooking classes on Instagram. Every night, Chef Batura is streaming how he pre- preps his nightly meals. So he's a, a Michelin star chef known as one of the best chefs in the world. And he's just giving free cooking classes uh, describing how he's cooking his own dinners every night. Nice. Um, and this game, I really like the story because I, I, um, it made my imagination go mm. a little bit wild. Okay. So it made me, it made me imagine if you could choose, right? If you could choose any person, any celebrity in the world. Yep. Giving a nightly class on any subject that you could choose from. Mm. What would you pick? So I, I thought about it. I, I thought about it long and hard. And yeah. I think I would choose Morgan Freeman uh, just because after a long day, it's a nice calming voice. It's very familiar. And I think I'd make me feel like real nice and safe. Yeah. And then I would get him doing a class on how to do the perfect fart. And I just, I just kind of feel <laughs> that you throw those two things together and you've got magic. <laughs> you've got absolute magic. It'd be so conflicting for your mind because at first you'd be like, oh, this is peaceful and I'm drifting off to sleep. And then... <laughs> what sort of farts do you reckon uh, Morgan Freeber would be into? Mm, like that. Like a... Uh... <laughs> I thought that was you thinking, but that was just that was just the part. Yeah, no, that, that's the noise. It would be mm, like a low, a long, somehow pensive rumbling. I, I'd like to think that he'd also be able to like have a, a, a little bit of, you know, be able to mix it up with his with his style of farts and like maybe do like a real high pitch. Ah, oh, well. yes, like, yes, a like bit- almost like the the beep of what a radar makes. The sound of radar, mate. I'll give you the low hum if you finish it with a bop. Okay, yeah. Mmm. Boop. That's Morgan. <laughs> yeah, who would you want to see on there? Uh, my answer is so straightforward in comparison to that. I was thinking it would be nice to have Sasha Baron Cohen giving me lessons, or I don't even really want it to be a lesson. I just want him to walk me through everything he's done that's a lot of episodes it'll be over a hundred episodes but yeah i just want a kind of director's commentary of him saying yeah the way we organized this shoot and the amount of information we told these people or the lie we told these people to make them so comfortable on camera i feel like it's something that i've always wanted to know and i know it will kind of ruin the mystique of his work but he's somebody that i've always loved forever since i've discovered him but yeah i'd love to hear the inner workings of how he organized a lot of his shoots and what was going through his mind and just kind of yeah talking me through the production of everything he's made would make my night i'd stay i wouldn't use him as a lullaby in the way that you would use morgan's flatulence i'd probably watch him as soon as i got home before dinner yeah because he um that's the thing when you watch his comedy, and I've always thought the same thing too. It's it it makes you uh, the it leaves you with so many questions of yeah. how he put that together, and yep. and it's just because the the intricacy that he puts into his art form is yeah. fucking nuts, man. It's so crazy, mm-hmm. especially um, this is America. Um, I I I I thought that was, I thought that pushed comedy to another level of 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 it broke boundaries. Yeah, man. You know, and that show made me feel more uncomfortable than I've ever felt in my life, and it made me laugh harder than I've ever laughed in my entire life. Like that, yeah, that man. Was, like over a TV show, like when you see like real life shit, it's like funnier. Yeah, bro. But, He's a master, eh? You know what story I thought about today? Do you remember uh, when we went to Joe and Jem's engagement party, and there was that guy there, Mute Pacey? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and um, but we called him Mute Pacey because um, our mate Ryan uh, started this game to see if like he could bowl a ball as fast as he could, but not make a noise when when, <laughs> when he when he bowled it. <laughs> anyway, we're playing the game, and he bowls the ball, and it goes over the top of. Um, of 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 like the the tent like over into these these farmlands and it was gone. <laughs> it's the middle of the night. Yeah, and he's like he's like oh shit I'll I'll go I'll go and grab grab another ball and he goes to his car to grab this other other tennis ball that he had in his car so we keep playing anyway. He's like gone twenty minutes, mm. forty minutes. He's gone for over an hour. Yeah, and then he comes. <laughs> He comes back and he's like covered in cuts. He's bleeding and he got stuck behind the back seat of his car for over an hour. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I've never laughed like that in my fucking life. Oh. It was like, I'm like, I thought he got attacked by a fucking like, dingo. Or something. I don't know. I was just like, this man's been in some fucking strife. Poor Just mu- the backseat of a car, eh? <laughs> what a struggle it must have been. Yeah, man. It's it's like I would hate to be in that situation. <laughs> but but I wouldn't come back. I'd be like, oh yeah, I went to bed. <laughs> I'm going to bed, yeah. <laughs> Condom shortage is looming after the world's number one producer is put on lockdown. A global shortage of condoms is looming. The world's biggest producer have said that after coronavirus lockdown, it's forced to shut down all production. So basically, they this company makes one in every five condoms globally. It hasn't produced a sing, single condom from any of its factories for over a week due to the lockdown imposed by the Malaysian government in order to halt the spread of the virus. That's already a shortfall of what normally would have been 100 million condoms, normally marketed internationally. So it's having a, an effect on brands including Durex, who's the number one uh, condom brand in the world. The company was recently given permission to restart production on Friday, but with only 50% of its workforce. They're saying it'll take time to jumpstart factories and we will struggle to keep up with demand at half capacity. We're going to see a global shortage of condoms everywhere and it's going to be scary. My concern is that for a lot of humanitarian programs deep down in Africa, the shortage will not just be two weeks or a month. The shortage could run into multiple months. The good thing is that the demand for condoms is still very strong because like it or not, it's still essential to have. So what does that mean, Timmy? Uh, Abstinence until everything's over? I think what the government needs to, I've, I've already I've already worked out a plan. So um, what, the, <laughs> what the government needs to do is whenever anyone comes through like a doctor's office or 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 like a um, like let, let's just assume that if, if if someone's got HIV or AIDS they probably already know. Let's let's just let's and it's not that's not true. But let's just for this for this story let's just go with that that's the that's the case, right? Like everybody knows what diseases they have. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Except for like, except for like the 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 like the the kind of chill ones like syphilis and chlamydia and stuff like that. Mm. And so when people come through like a doctor's office or a hospital, just give them penicillin okay. and tell them to pull out. So just go. You put a you put a penicillin tablet in their mouth. You go. Remember to pull out, and you just <laughs> pop you just pop it in there. And then I reckon like that'll cut down most of it. So these people are chomping down on penicillin instead of a condom, instead of using a condom? Yeah, so it protects it from the syphilis. Yeah. Um, and uh, if uh, the pregnancy things happens, um, haven't thought up a plan for that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're most of the way there. <laughs> yeah, like that's halfway. That's half the problems. Yeah, man. Half the problems. Gone. It's, better, yeah, than, it's I, better than nothing. Um, I know. Okay, yeah. Now we're, <laughs> now we're thinking. <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon about that about that story? Well, I think it's just got to go back to what what I was up to in my teenage years, and it's got to be um, <laughs> clothed clothed dry humping, just in case the youth group leader bursts in. You've got to just remain clothed, 
and do whatever you want to do, but no, pants, jeans, belt buckles, everything stays firmly on. Dude, um, one of our friends I was talking to the other day, they told me a story about how um, they've got like a younger sibling or, or, or one of their mates does, and um, they live in Unitown in New Zealand. Yep. And they've gone in for lockdown with 11, 11 20, 21-year-olds in a lockdown house together. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's... That one thing that's definitely going to happen in that is someone that's in a relationship is going to cheat with someone who's in that house. Yep. And then they're going to be on lockdown for another two and a half weeks so that they, so they have to stay inside that house. Yep. And the other thing that's going to happen is uh, early adulthood pregnancy. Definitely. No yep. Yeah. I think that... Um, I don't know. I I... I like the idea of being in a house with my mates for a month, mm. but I think at, at that age, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The conversation after it all blows up is probably worse than the cheating. Like the, the conversation between the guy <coughs> and the two girls where he kind of has to, one of them's called him out and the other one is blasting him. Oh man. What Dude, a... I, if I'm in that if I'm in that house, mm. um, and at any other time, I would say that's fucked up. That person that got cheated on needs to know the needs to know the truth, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> if I'm in that house and I find out about these two people, I pull them into a room and I go, "If this fucking comes out before I'm out of this fucking house, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yes. I'm gonna actually kill you because you, you, you're you're the rest of your time in isolation is fucked too. Like, yep. it, it's the whole house. <laughs> I think the whole that, house is done. I think you're right. I think that during this time, some moral obligations are on pause. I think so too. Yeah. Look, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so there's definitely there's definitely a stallion listening right now saying, "Oh, thanks guys." <laughs> so you're saying that <laughs> cheating is okay during lockdown? No. No, we're saying if you witness it or you become aware of it, then it's okay to not pass it on for a month. <laughs> All right. Is that the end of our scheduled stories? I believe it is. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, um, this is the part of the show that uh, we talk about a Reddit, uh, a, a page on Reddit called Am I the Arsehole? Mm. And uh, we, it's, it's a great page on Reddit where we go and find um, a bunch of letters that people have sent in online to this forum for other people to comment on. And uh, today's letter that we're going to look at it's titled, Am I the Arsehole for Not Letting My Adult Daughter Share a Room with Her Boyfriend on Family Vacation? Mm. So, my daughter, who is 23 years old, has been dating this guy for three years, and the family accepts him as one of us at this point. Everyone really likes him. He's a very smart kid. My daughter doesn't live at home, but she also doesn't live with him, though I'm sure they play house a decent amount as their apartments are pretty close. I was on the phone with her the other day, and when we were discussing the trip, I asked her if she'd rather share a room with her boyfriend, oh, sorry, with her brother or her two cousins. Yeah. She was taken back by this and asked why she couldn't stay with her boyfriend as he's come on trips with us before, and it's about time I realized they're both adults and can share a room together. Mm. Cam, is he the asshole? So just tell me again what he said in that last part is he saying they should or they shouldn't or is he he's, he's saying he's he's saying that they shouldn't so he's it's so the letter goes on for a bit longer but the 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 main point his main point is um I'm paying for this trip, mm. so you're not allowed. You're 23 years old, and your boyfriend's 23, but mm. you're not allowed to sleep in the same room together. Yeah, I think that this is where I'd say you're not an asshole 100 percent of the time, but you're being an asshole, and there is a yeah. di- there's a difference. And I think that that like all of the logic and all of the explanation in that letter, it paints a picture of a kind of a traditional old school thinking dad, and that's all good, that's all fine, but you're in a moment right now, old school dad, where you are being an asshole. So 
I, I don't think I've ruled on this side of the of the law before and called the person no. out. So it's interesting, but yeah, in this case, I have to say, not full time asshole, but in this moment, yes. <laughs> when I uh, when I first met my partner's uh, dad, mm. we were the first night went really well. We we got, we got on really well, and and, and um, it, it couldn't have gone more perfect, to be honest. And then the next morning. Shell and I, she's like, I'm going to have a shower. I'm like, cool. And we go and have a shower together. And this is like before we said good morning to anyone. And we come out and I'm like, oh, I go to Shell's dad. I go, oh, good morning, Laurie. How are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'd be better if I didn't know you just showered with my daughter. Oh. And then I just go, and then I, dude, and then I just start laughing. And I go, sorry, Laurie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dude, I just couldn't keep it. I just pissed myself off. I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he was pretty cool with it. He okay. Was cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just, I think he realized that like, because everyone else started laughing too. And, I, and he was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> but he's a great guy. He's yeah, man. We can do. We can oh, man. He, yeah. He, send me, he sends me uh, messages just to me sometimes, which is quite nice. Nice. About that interaction or about other stuff? Oh, no, we never spoke about that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, right, Cam- what sort of dad would you would you be if you're, uh, you're 20, now let's say, yeah, 29-year-old daughter and her boyfriend who she had been with for two months were staying at your place? Would you let them share a, a bed? 100%. 100%. Look, I wouldn't want to know details about it, and, 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 I, and, and I probably wouldn't want them to, like, talk about sex stuff around me, but I'd, mm. I'd, be, I'd be very well aware that was happening. Yeah, man. Uh, you'll be a good dad. Thanks, bro. Hmm. <laughs> um, so what's the, what's, what's the news? You, we got a little new segment in here, Cam? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's going to be recurring, uh, but I just wanted to take a moment before we jumped into our actual good news story to just spend a, a second to show you some gratitude, actually. So I just want to share with our listeners, uh, if this is the first time you've you've listened to us, because of everything that's going on, I got my hours cut at work and that was quite dramatic. It went from five days a week and it's now at around four hours per week and instantly I went into panic mode. I was like, I'm not going to be able to pay rent because I have zero savings. And so had a bit of a vent on the phone to Timmy and Timmy and his partner Michelle banded together and bought me a whole bunch of groceries and then they did the right thing and dropped a couple of boxes around. There's fried chicken in there. There's cat food for my cat, little buddy. And Timmy, if you're okay with it, I'd like to read a little bit of the note that you had in the package for me as well. Is that all right? Of course, man. No worries. So Timmy wrote me this note. Hey, bro. Peters called me from New Zealand, Stallion Peters. And he said he had $60 in an old bank account in Australia that he wanted to give you. Just remember though, uh, just remember through all this that if they start kicking people out of their homes for late rent, and I don't think they will, that we have a spare room here if it comes to that. You won't ever be homeless. We will all take care of each other because we're all family and that's what family does. Hang in there, mate, from Tim and Shell. And yeah, I just wanted to pretty much reiterate what I was saying before we started recording man like you guys doing that for me and Peter's chucking some cash my way made a massive difference to my optimism and my outlook so thanks bro I am my brother dude you know that and it's and it's like that's that's the thing about this podcast that I that I, that I always uh think about is um the I think when people maybe listen to um this podcast maybe for the first time they don't know us they might be like Oh, those guys have like quite good chemistry together, but we're actually best friends, and mm. um, and that's why I think this podcast does really well. And 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 a, a part of that isn't just doing creative stuff together, man. It's not just doing projects with people. It's about um like being family to each other. Yeah. And, um. And and I think that's 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 something that's real important. And I think that we're very lucky to be in a group of mates who. Who who all all look at life that way, you know? For sure, man. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thanks to you, thanks to Shell, and thanks to Peters for making this week just uh, have a little bit of brightness to it. So thanks, guys. Love you, bro. You too, man. Um. So Cam, we were going to go. Um. Just before we do the good news story, we were going to quickly talk about um that we were going to have uh go on to house party. 
yeah, um, the yep. next couple of days. So we're going to go on a house party, which is the new app we were talking about last week, where you can just jump into different uh, conversations. Yes. Uh, uh, the same way it would be if you went into a house party and you just jump in and talk to people. Now, uh, uninvited. <laughs> uninvited, just jump straight <laughs> in. Yeah. And um, should we uh, should we jump on and ask some some listeners some questions? Yeah. Well, what is it that we want to know from our stallions that we could ask people in our house party house party chat? I'm kind of interested in how they're passing the time. Is there anything you want to know? Yeah, dude. I think we could. I was thinking along the same lines that we could tie in mm. um, obscure news with with um, how people are spending their time at home. So we can ask, what is the most obscure thing you've done? Yes. While being while being home uh, during self isolation. Yeah, bro. Love it. Yeah, whatever. Because oh, dude, people are doing weird shit. People <laughs> are doing, I, I, sh- I shaved my beard into a handlebar mustache yesterday. <laughs> yes. it was it was it was jumping um, in and out of uh, house party conversations with mostly people like I didn't know. Yeah, and I was holding up a big Bowie knife and bags of and bags of weed. <laughs> 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 With a freshly shaved handlebar moustache. You're becoming so threatening on house party. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna get kicked out. Yeah, dude. Live it up live it up while it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. So good news story? Yeah, man. Um but yeah, watch look out for us on uh, House Party because we're we're gonna we're gonna be there. We'll post out when we're gonna jump on, so um you'll be able to jump in and have chats with us. One more thing that I would just wanna add is another shout out for uh Shane and Leanne for Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar. Go to the lastchance.com.au, buy a t shirt, help to support one of the most supportive pubs in our community. And Cam, I've put together a uh, good news story this week to uh, to to really push home what you just what you just said about supporting local community. Mm. And the headline is: Pizza shop gets two thousand dollars from anonymous customer, and the owner uses it to pay its staff. Um, a woman in Arizona dropped off an envelope filled with cash to a local pizza shop owner, who is now paying it forward to staff as local restaurants get hit by the coronavirus epidemic. Mm. Pandemic. My apologies. Um, the owner of the of 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 the uh, pizza shop got the envelope with two grand in there and a letter that said, "Hi there, as a neighbour and lover of your restaurant." Please accept the enclosed and use it as you see fit for your staff. And the owner went and 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 paid um, their staff uh, much needed wages. And um, and uh, a lover of a local pizza shop was able to to try and help keep it alive. Love I just it. Love that shit. Yeah, bro. That's amazing. Those are the things, and you're one of those people, bro. The things that you can do to make sure that your community and your family outside of just uh, blood family feel supported, those are the things that are going to lighten the load for people in this stressful time. So, yeah, it's huge, man. So I was thinking, Cam, for mm. an outro today, yeah. did you get that video um, of Sniff songs that I, that I sent you um, on Facebook Messenger? Yes. Yep. I did. If we press, if we press play at the same time, will this work? <laughs> it's honestly fifty-fifty. It's like it's a definite roll of the dice. My internet is super sketchy, but let me. Um, okay, I've lined it up so that I can do that. Let me just turn the audio okay. on. Maybe the best way to try to do this. So, just a reminder: me and Timmy are in different houses. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a phone call, and we've both got podcast equipment set up let me just yeah. move, i'm going to move my microphone over to my laptop and then do you want to count us down yeah and, and i'll press let me know when you're ready yeah sweet um okay ready all right three two one go got a script by the hips and the only thing we can do to survive Stay inside, wash my hands every hour Do a dance in the shower Play cards, break dust, get drunk, get stoned And I guess these times are viral Of all this human race survival But I do really hope that some cunts die I Donald Trump and George Bell Fuck the Queen, she can rule the hell Mr. Reinhardt and Ock Packer They can all go and rot together I wish I was at the pub Followed by a message in a cheeky rub Well I'm on, I'm stuck at home 
Let's do that stuff on my own. I think I'll leave this here for you. All to me, you can do you. Ross, charging stallion. I guess I'll have to leave ya. I'll still love ya. I'll see you on the other side.